Welcome everyone to episode 4 of Darcel Disappoints, a collection of conversations with me, your host, Benjamin White, and Craig Redman, creator of Darcel. Earlier episodes are now available to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and a whole host of other platforms. We have covered the origins of Darcel, including Craig's move from his native Australia to his home in New York, the inspiration for Darcel as his vehicle to comment on the world around him, and sometimes further afield, and his wonderfully dour protagonist, Darcel. We also covered Craig's love for remixing art and collaborating with Darcel. He took us through the creative process involved and gave us some insight into the outputs of these partnerships. However, as a presenter, I feel none of them to date have had the same impact as that of his collaboration with the wonderful Parisian brand Colette. And today, we'll be covering this beautiful partnership in conversation with both Craig, and I'm also delighted to welcome the founder of Colette, Sarah Andelman. Hey, Craig, and welcome, Sarah. Hi, Ben. What a wonderful intro. It's good to be here. <laughs> Great to be here. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Ben. Hello, Craig. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you on, Sarah. And I think, firstly, maybe before we get into kind of the, uh, the partnership with yourself and Craig, could you maybe introduce yourself and just give us an uh, overview of the Colette brand? Absolutely. Uh, I'm Sarah. I'm based in Paris, France. And we opened Colette back in 1997 on Rue Saint-Honoré. And it was a shop on three levels with a gallery space, a selection fashion, design, beauty, and a restaurant uh, water bar at the basement. And it was, uh, we had the motto style design art food and we kept changing windows every week and having always uh, trying to offer the best of the best in all uh, different categories. And we decided to close in 2017. So it will be five years now after 20 years of wonderful adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And such amazing memories as well, I'm sure. Craig, why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience of Colette as a store and like an, an, an experience before we go into the partnership? Yeah, I think I first went to Colette, obviously before Sarah and I had met and before we started working together. I think I went in 2004, one of my first trips to Europe when I was based in Australia. And I just remember I, I went with my friend Carl and we were like, what are we going to do in Paris? And the only answer was go to Colette like nothing else mattered at all. So I remember we, it was quite daunting to a couple of Australians. We uh, put on like a full look <laughs> just to go shopping and to go to the store. Because, <laughs> you know, that's that's what Colette is. Yeah, it was just an amazing experience. I mean, that's that was always the beauty of Colette. It was never just a store. It was an experience. And it, nothing, particularly when I went back then, nothing existed like that at the time. It kind of transcended traditional retail experiences. And most importantly, it was just cool. I was so excited to be able to go with that and experience like what was, you know, of the moment. Colette always had that incredible mix of like high and low, affordable and luxury, everything from fashion to music, magazines, that huge cross-section in a perfectly curated way and Sarah did that all the way up until she decided to close the doors it's a it's an incredible store and it was a great first experience of course thank you and and I must say and I live in the UK right so I don't really have much excuse because Paris is so close and yet I never ever visited and so I'm very very 
uh, are very upset about that because, yeah, always looked at it in wonder and uh, and never quite imagined that it would just uh, disappear. And we'll we'll move on to that. Uh, Sarah, um, can you tell us about the moment you discovered Darcel disappoints, and and perhaps how you and Craig became acquainted? What I remember is the blog with the life of Darcel uh, in New York, and I immediately fall in love with uh, the characters, the situations, uh, the graphics, uh, everything. And um, like I used to, that was the beauty of uh, Colette. Uh, immediately when I found something I like, I would reach and try to find a, a way to, to, to work together. And uh, no, the, the blog was so, it was, I think, very new also for, for back in the days, this kind of just one image nearly every day or every, in my memory, it's every day, maybe it was not, but very often that you would wake up and want to see what happened to, to Darcel, which uh, crazy situation or um, he, he would have reflect on and, uh, and immediately uh, I loved it. I loved it. I love that. And yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think many people still find, still find such joy in, uh, in Craig's work. It's, um, it's always great to see what Darcel has been up to. Perhaps um, a little bit more grown up these days, Craig, would you agree? How dare you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Craig, can you recall then the moment that Sarah and the Colette brand kind of got in touch and, and like what your next steps were? I remember the, the first email I got from Sarah and I may have screamed a little bit at the computer <laughs> just because Sarah and the store, you know, held such reverence in my mind. And I mean, in my head, as I was creating Darcel, like doing the blog post, I was like, I, I could see the like parallels between how the two could potentially work together. So when I first got that email from Sarah, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is perfect. This is kind of like the fantasy job. I, I don't know if you remember this, Sarah, but like the first thing you asked me to do was like a, a new year's, card which i was so excited about and i designed um this happy new year card and i was thinking like what is darcel gonna do on new year's what he's gonna do is get annihilated drunk and be very very sick the next day so i did this illustration of darcel outside colette vomiting because he was so hungover <laughs> and i sent it to sarah and sarah i think your comment was like it's, I love it, but do you think maybe Darcel could not vomit on the store? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And I was like, that is a good point. I didn't, didn't think about that at all. So I think what, we, what I ended up doing was like Darcel passed out in a puddle of drool on his back outside the store, which is a wonderful concession between the two. <laughs> That's amazing. I'd love to see that someday. <laughs> And Sarah, what is it that like endeared you to Darcel? What did you love about the character? I think exactly what Craig just described is how it's uh, there is it's like immediately iconic. It's the character, the simplicity of just this eye, just two colors. After there is a color of the background, but the simplicity and it says so much. And I think it's only genius artists can do that because it uh, seems simple like this, but Simplicity can be the most uh, challenging uh, and uh, difficult to achieve. And um, I loved how 
you would really uh, you would recognize yourself in the subway or visiting this exhibition on the frustration um, uh, you have from everything in every day and uh, I think there is a lot of Larry David in in Darcel's world and uh, it makes you smile it makes you laugh and I love that and uh, I thought with uh, for Colette where we uh, work with so many different um, there was a few we would have the gallery with monthly exhibition but there was artists I would invite like uh, Greg said for a New York card or for our packaging and there was just a few like um, I think of uh, Kevin Lyons and Georges Julien and uh, Craig with Darcel had the same impact on me of something lovely and which makes you think as well and which makes you smile so that was all this different uh, information who made me want to work with uh, Craig uh, and more and more and more projects. <laughs> That's so lovely I really love hearing that and it's great to like to know that you know um, I feel exactly the same and I and, and I think everyone who like embraces Darcel has the same feeling right being able to feel the same frustration as Darcel when he's waiting in line for a coffee or when he's uh, when he's trying to get served at the bar Craig tell me about and like the the timeline of your collaboration because this exceeded like a single collection right this this went on for many years yeah I always say that Sarah and I collaborated for like 10 plus years because I just, I, I don't know how many more years beyond that. It just kind of, you know, up until this day, we're still working together, which is uh, amazing. But I think the first New Year's, the first card that I did, that New Year's Eve card was like back in 2008. So ever since then, pretty much every year, we have done at least something together. You know, back in the very early days, I remember we did a skateboard. There was maybe a magazine cover. We did some lighters. And that kind of led into my first exhibition at Colette, which was called, and I still love this title, And a Miserable Day to You Too. Which is really leaning into Darcel's wheelhouse. Sarah allowed me to pretty much take over, as she did with all artists, really, that exhibited at Colette. They could kind of take over the whole store. So there was kind of like a central exhibition area upstairs. Then I also did the water bar, which was the restaurant downstairs, a mural in there. We did some shopping bags. We did merch. Uh, we did like artwork that sat in the, the stairwell. And same for the second exhibition I had there as well, which was a couple of years later, uh, what we called 150 15, 150 Darcel portraits celebrating 15 years of Colette at first opening their doors. Actually, on the back of that, Sarah, we did the Colette Carnival as well, right? Yeah. And who... Which so I correct you when that was not all artists invited to take over all the shop. It was especially you. Oh really? Your world would fit so well with uh, beyond the gallery space, but uh, I don't know. We didn't do that with so many artists. But it's true that for the 15th anniversary, when I don't know if you, I, I would not have dared. So it's you came up with this idea of the 150 portrait. <laughs> I don't know any artist who would not say, look, you are crazy, uh, goodbye and uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> just accepted this amazing uh, series of, to do this 150 portraits of everybody from music, fashion, design, industry. It was amazing. And all per person who you darcelized 
with this portrait were so happy and proud and to get their own portrait. And I think that was uh, really so cool. <laughs> I also love that at that particular exhibition, like people who weren't in the show, because it was a little bit obtuse sometimes, like who was who, even though the name of the, the person was above the portrait, you could kind of like find someone within 150 people that kind of look like you and then kind of co-opt that identity. I, I like that little extra kind of element that came in with it too. Um, yeah, we did like the Colette, or I did the branding for the Colette Carnival straight after, which was a big event that Sarah put together in the Tuileries in Paris. At one stage, you got me to like redesign all the collateral for the store, like the shopping bags and the website, which kind of led into what my favorite project between us was, which was the um, IKEA collection, which is totally, totally crazy. <laughs> Actually, I think it was after we, I mean, we could get into the IKEA collection a little bit more, but in the middle of that was when you kind of decided to shut the doors when uh, Mon Amour, the documentary was, was being filmed. So it was kind of an interesting period for you, like still working on this project with IKEA, but also like, coming to the realization, I guess, about what you wanted to do with Colette and Colette's future. So what happened? So in 2017, uh, we were 20 years old and we, we decided to close, but we could not announce it yet. And uh, I contacted IKEA, they said, oh, let's do a collaboration, etc. And I could not say, look, we're about to close in six months. <laughs> so I introduced, we started working on the project. And at some point when we this could reveal we were closing, I said, please, let's continue this collaboration. Even because I had no idea it would take so long. Any project with them is uh, at least two years old or two years long for development. And I, I convinced them to continue to do the collaboration, even with Colette closed, because it will be under the Darcel um, identity. And, and yes, for the people who will see some little glimpse of Colette with a blue logo on the address but it became more a Darcel uh, IKEA collaboration which I was very uh, happy about. The, when we announced we are going to close six months later in July we announced we will close in December it's uh, Hugh Lawson, um, body started to shoot the last six months of Colette and of course uh, all the important people who played a role in Colette's story and uh, we are very happy that you accepted to be interviewed and we see you with, uh, with Andrik from IKEA in the middle of the process of this collab. Yeah. Really interesting there, just quickly to hear that, that difference for you in terms of like, um, and I think it's very clear for everyone, when you were collaborating or when you were changing the store, as an example, like you would do that week to week. And yet when you were working with a brand like IKEA, it was like two years of development. Has it always been your intention to move fast? Uh, for me, it was lots of frustration for so, sure, because like Craig will tell you, we worked a lot last minute because of this rhythm of every week, every new windows, new events, every month, new exhibition. But also I understand good things take time and, uh, and that um, certain rules like that sometimes you have to respect. But even in my, in my work now, I really start to get more mature about, yes, it will take time and we have to, to make it work uh, uh, around that. But it's true. It's, um, yeah, it's different time, uh, timelines. I don't think I've ever worked on a project that took that long. Like, I totally understand why it took years to, for, you know, 
from the initial design to coming out. But honestly, it was a it was a mega mega process. Often, if I am collaborating with fashion brands, as Sarah knows as well, like yeah. it might take a year or two from when you kind of start designing a collaborative collection to it coming out. But yeah, definitely uh, IKEA was the longest. Absolutely fantastic. Are there any kind of like favorites for you both in terms of uh, from from the collaborations that you did and the products that you created like what what are your favorite products that were, were born of your working together I think I honestly think IKEA was my favorite because like it was obviously fun to be able to design um like furniture and objects but also like Sarah and I got to hang out <laughs> we would go to uh is it Almut in Sweden Yes, um, was a little trip to the IKEA <laughs> town. Exactly, the headquarters. Yeah. And we kind of, every couple of months, we'd meet up there with the IKEA design team and kind of go through any of the revisions or any new ideas. So it was a bit of a mix of uh, pleasure and uh, work. It's a good combo. I was actually thinking, remember that enormous uh, stuffed Darcel they made for the yes. press day? Yes, yes, yes like eight feet tall kind of thing. I wonder what happened to that thing. It was so cool. <laughs> Just in a warehouse somewhere waiting yeah. for someone to find it. I'd say so. Incredible. How about you, Sarah? Are there any real favorites of yours? It's a little uh, personal, but there is one very early illustration that Craig did for Colette with um, the character holding the Eiffel Tower and shaking hands with the character with the Statue of Liberty. It was a little Paris, New York. And I, it was a moment I met with Philippe, my husband, from New York. And, I, and Craig didn't know that. I think you did it more for, uh, for you <laughs> than for yeah. Paris, New York. But I, I love this, uh, voilà, this, uh, these two uh, characters uh, meeting and this connection Paris, New York. But it's true that after everything from the Carnaval, Colette and, and Ikea, of course, but it was all so smooth it's it's so rare so special to just understand each other and make things happen uh, more from craig's <laughs> because me i'm good to to write emails and craig is good to to just uh, send the, the the perfect image that you have nothing to to accept this first experience for the new york it's it's just perfect so and i i really loved everything we have done together and uh, Hope it will continue to have fun. More fun. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and then uh, the most recent then collection, obviously, was the digital Colette Darcells um, that were created. And, and I'm wondering, what was it like to create like a, a collection like this and release it from a, a Web3 point of view? I think from my perspective, it, it was kind of like the perfect culmination of like all of, of all of our years of working together and kind of experimenting and developing our partnership in a new medium. That, that was the most exciting part for me. And I love that we could honor and celebrate a kind of a momentous date in Colette's history as well. So what we decided to do was to create 25 Colette X Darcel NFTs uh, to celebrate 25 years since Colette first opened their doors back in uh, 1997. So obviously there was one uh, Darcel, one NFT for each year. And the kind of idea was to like have each Darcel like represent someone that you might have seen at Colette, uh, someone hanging out at the store, it kind of representing the community that Colette built. But what I liked most about the collection was like the little personal references that we could get in there, Sarah, like a reference to Colette, which is Sarah's mother, also co-owner of the store. 
we got references to Sarah in the collection. We got references to Sarah's son in there as well. So there's like little personal touches in there. And it's obviously a celebration and a continuation of our partnership together. So I, I feel like it was a great combination of all those elements. Amazing. And how about you, Sarah? How did it feel bringing out that that collection of digital darcells with the the Colette uh, touch? Well, I totally agree with Craig. And what I liked is it it made sense because, of course, since we closed, I received lots of proposals to come back with something with Colette, and it's not the point. We are happy we turned the page and uh, and closed the, the book, and we just want to keep this good, uh, protect this souvenir of Colette. But here, if you think about it with Colette, we were always up about what's going on. And, and it was a moment with NFT, was on, everybody was talking about uh, NFT. And it's not a word I would have come uh, like this. And Craig was so nice to really show me step by step, explain me step by step. Even if I did so many calls and conversations about it, it was with Craig that I totally understood, and especially with the Discord community that Craig introduced me that I realized, yes, there is a real community behind around this world of the NFT. And uh, again, Craig really made the perfect art, artwork, art piece to, to create this uh, mix, this mix of the collect and Darcel um, codes. And um, yeah, it was a good, um, a good moment. And I was really, really touched by this amount of people on, on the Discord who, who participate to the contest to with an artwork or a story around Colette. I was, uh, I was blown away. We recently saw uh, the five-year anniversary of the closure of Colette via an amazing high snobiety piece. Um, Sarah, we spoke about that a little bit earlier. Did you enjoy making that film? And, and how did it feel to acknowledge five years since the closure of the store? But when Hugues approached us to do the, to shoot, uh, we had no idea what was going to come out from it. He, he came nearly every day from July to December and captured the teams, the customer, and interviewed people who worked, we worked with. And I, I really let him do his thing. We had no... No plans, and it's true that when it came out, uh, like one year after we closed, it was emotional because we realized it was the energy we had uh, in the shop and, and how everybody had his own little story. So, and five years later, I, every day someone tell me, uh, "We miss Colette, we miss you," and I'm really, uh, um, I can't believe it. You know, we we didn't realize uh, all of this because we were working, working nonstop, and just. Uh, trying to make something we we are really grateful for the, the fantastic experience we we had and maybe we gave and and i think i really am so so uh look we would have never commissioned someone to do this movie so we are so lucky that Hugues did it with his sister eliane and it gave us a memory i can show to to my son and later to his uh, <laughs> for the future it's a good uh, way to we never, we would not have done it with a book, with photography. I think it's it's a perfect way to understand what was going on. I know that lots of members of Craig's uh, Discord community, as you say, were when when obviously it became free to view for a period of time for mm -hmm. five days, were so grateful to be able to watch it and really appreciated it. I watched it myself. Mm -hmm. It's a really really fantastic film. 
it was definitely a pretty emotional experience. Like when we, um, uh, Sarah had organized for the New York premiere of that. And I guess Sarah had pretty much invited like all the artists, uh, fashion designers, everyone that was kind of involved with Colette at some point, I guess, in New York to come and view the film at the premiere. So it really felt like a, a family reunion <laughs> and like everyone sitting together in the cinema, watching it together. Um, everyone who had such a great experience with Sarah and Colette definitely gave everyone the warm and fuzzies. It was, it was really cool. Sarah, um, what are you working on presently then? And, and, and where can the fans of Darcel Disappoints you know, learn more about your projects? So I started my company called Just an Idea, uh, mostly doing helping brands to develop collaborations, pop up, and like consulting. And I also started publishing books two years ago uh, on the same name, Just an Idea, which you can find on justanidea.com. And it's limited edition books of um, 400 copies, and it's uh, uh, to highlight some talents, creative uh, artists. Uh, where I like the work, it can be a photographer, it can be a, a florist. And now it's already uh, three series of books, like 17 books. And I start to develop objects around books, like book ends, book, um, bookmarks. So voila, where I am now. Lovely. <laughs> it sounds amazing. And it sounds so creative, um, as we all have come to, uh, to expect and enjoy from, from the stuff that you do. Um, Sarah, I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm going to ask Craig a final question now, which is, Craig, as a creator, tell us how like this experience of working with Colette can be summed up to the audience, like in terms of your ambitions fulfilled and, and perhaps what you learned from the partnership. I've done a lot of collaborations and a lot of partnerships over the years. And I mean, the, the beautiful thing about Sarah and my partnership, our relationship is that implicit trust between us, which really does not happen very often, if ever. Sarah respects what I do. Obviously, I respect uh, everything Sarah does to the nth degree. And having that kind of trust in each other really allows us to be able to do different projects together, you know, whether it's a, a product or an, an NFT. And I don't know, she's, Sarah's always been such a great supporter of me, and I really owe a lot of Darcel's success to her. Darcel was like an undiscovered gem, I suppose, at a certain point, and she really nurtured that relationship and, and brought Darcel to the forefront. And I'm forever grateful for that. And uh, yeah, you're the best, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, it's been so wonderful speaking with you. Uh, honestly, um, I'm, I'm, it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to to interview someone well, who I hold in such high regard. So thank you so much for giving up your time today. Yeah, we look forward to um, to seeing what you do and, and, uh, and hopefully seeing your wonderful works with Craig going forward. Thank you so much. And I look forward to listening all the podcasts around that you will do. <laughs> Wonderful. And Craig, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time again. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much, Sarah.